chaos is everywhere. Good, it's working. How's it going? Fine, I guess. Why do you seem what's the word? Despondent? Annoyed? You're, I don't know. You're you're a spawn. That's true. That is a hard word, so you did a good job. Uh, <laughs> are you excited about a nice uh, nice Garrick episode? Because sure. I sure am. Sure, I'm so excited. This is like so, I know this is every time we end up on a Garrick episode, but this is one of my favorite Garrick episodes of the Garrick episodes, so I'm very excited. All right, so hey everybody, welcome to Chaos Fell Frontier. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. That guy over there, the Emmy Award winning, Mr. Artie Vice. Yeah, yeah, get it, get it, Tony? You prefer Tony? That's that's the part of the EGOT you're going for? Yep. Okay. And today we are watching, as I've already mentioned, one of my favorite episodes of all of Deep Space Nine, Season 3, Episode 18. It's called Distant Voices. And um, yeah, I'm ready to get started if you are, buddy. Yeah, so. All right. And we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Oh, Egrish Pie. Delightful. Mm-hmm. So I just to keep your, I'll wait till we get into it a little bit. No, you know what? It's not even a secret. This episode um, takes place largely in Bashir's mind, um, for oh. various reasons we're going to get into. But I think an interesting thing I never thought about is the Garrick we're going to see throughout this episode. Then is part of that mind, and mm-hmm. that also goes back to if you remember the search part two, where like they did the whole fake thing of the Dominion taking over or whatever. Um, to see what would happen, like the Dominion did that, that was also inside their head. So that Garrick and this Garrick we're going to see today weren't the real Garrick, but they're both influenced by how Bashir perceives Garrick. Does that make sense? So, just an interesting thought I never thought about before, so keep your eyes on that. And, uh, yeah, basically we're just talking about Bashir's birthday and how he's not really thrilled about turning 30. Who the fuck oh, is? Poor little thing. <laughs> I like I told you the the t- last time I watched this was not long after my thirtieth birthday. I was like, oh no, oh dear God, no! I've gotten that old that I understand what he's going through. Slow march to middle age. Thanks for thanks for really laying that out for me there, Bashir. Fuck you, Bashir. <laughs> it's a little too real, isn't it? <laughs> Where do you get off, sir? I did not come to watch the show to be judged and humiliated in this way. Uh, Cork's used to that um, kind of reaction when he talks to people. I don't. I don't think this might be one of those species that shows up occasionally again because it is such a well-designed species. But um, I think this might be the first time we've seen this kind of alien that is Cork's friend there. Who wants to buy some illegal sketchy shit from Bashir? <laughs> and uh, Garrick was just obviously thinking, how do I get out of this situation <laughs> without anyone noticing? Yeah, warning. 
think they're called Lithians. That's how you're supposed to pronounce that. Mutual respect from two, you know, sketchy people. <laughs> oh, whatever. Are you talking about? <laughs> Ooh. It's hurtful when it's true. True, I hear people tend to be more jaded. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that's probably going to affect the rest of the show, that weird electrical thing that happened to his head. No, I'm sure it's fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, thought today was going to be the day. Uh, so this episode, before I forget it, was aired on April 10th, uh, 1995. Yeah, that's the, that's the year we're in. I, I forgot for a second. I had to really think about that for a minute. Uh, I was not even close to 30 in 1995. I'm really nostalgic for that time, but it would be nice to go back just so I wasn't so close to being dead. Oh. Oh. Um, another just fact, because I love the fact that this gets thrown into a lot of the trivia that I look up for the show. This episode does not include Jake Sisko. So, sorry everybody that was wondering what's happening with Jake. Yep, right there. Nope, he's not in the episode. Not at all. I can't pronounce any of their um, names. Oh, Weird thing that I just found out that's just kind of a nice little thing that just coincides. Um, I found out the guy that plays Odo is actually in the third episode of Batman the Animated Series. He oh, really? The, yeah, he plays the father-in-law of a uh, man-bat. No. Yeah. I was like hearing his voice. I was like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. Oh my god, it is Odo. Oh, No. <laughs> See what uh-huh. Lights are flickering pretty bad. That's not good. Oh, bother. It, so I'm going to point this out now just because I want you to watch watch what happens. This episode actually won an Emmy for makeup design. Hmm. And you're going to see why in a little while, but um, yeah, just know that that happened. Also, it beat out a Voyager episode that we're going to watch, if not next week, really soon, which is called Faces. So, some good Emmy-nominated uh, or award-winning makeup coming up in our Star Trek feature. Moy in Terra Sante. I thought so. I was like, I never pay attention to that sort of thing, but I think Star Trek won that a lot because they're really good at makeup. Hello, is anyone there? Hello. How long was I asleep and no one noticed that I was asleep? Yeah, I did sort of give away the like the part where he has to figure out what's happening to him right here by saying it's inside his brain, but you know, it doesn't take him that long to figure it out. Or maybe it does. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that part. I don't care. Uh, let's clearly go into the um, darkened room where there's crashing going on. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Why not?
Oh my god. Oh god, why? Why isn't Ron here to throw his body in front of me? Who? Uh, that big scary alien that I met five minutes ago? Ah, uh, yes. I would listen to a coward in this situation. I'm pretty sure it's a Klingon. Oh, it's gotta be, right? I mean... <laughs> Subtle cork. Hey, that was my favorite chair. <laughs> Ew. That that looks broken. Someone should fix that. Tarkalian tea. It definitely looked like urine. And without knowing, he sniffed it. <laughs> it could have been worse, I guess. He could have done what everybody else does in movies and tasted it. What's going on? Take a look around, man. Jesus. Yeah, I might have jumped the gun telling you about that, but I really wanted to watch the whole episode with that in the back of your head. So I'm okay mm -hmm. with it. Neither can I. Sure, I'm sure it's some sort of virus. I've heard something called uh, herpes. <laughs> ah, yes, that must be it. You're what? Oh, that's where the title for this episode comes from. Distant Voices. Hmm. Yes, it does indeed. That's about as quick as it happened to me, by the way. Mine started turning gray at 17, though. I'm at the point where it's turning white now. Mine is still not gray. Jen just pointed out the other day that I have a white hair in my eyebrows. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> uh, I hope it makes me look distinguished. I have no idea. All right, let's split up in the scary situation. That's what everyone does, and it always works out fine. I have. To, I just realized that that's. Oh, I mean, there. I'm gonna say that that's a matte painting, but then they turn off the lights, so maybe it's not. Maybe they actually built that much hallway. Uh oh. Oh no! The dark is gonna get in. Not the dark. I mean, I've been in dark hallways where I've had that exact reaction and I didn't have somebody chasing me. 
that I was aware of, I guess. It is really amazing um, watching the, how they age him up throughout this episode because, like, it is subtle at first, but then it's like almost mm -hmm. every scene he gets a little bit older. Yeah. Let's go. So um, if anybody's not watching along, uh, he just got to another floor where he's heard all of his friends arguing. Hmm. Oh, thank God. They're all here. Right. That still doesn't account for like the hundreds of other people that are missing. I like how, so I'm curious, nobody here is mentioning him getting older. No. Yeah, Garrick in this episode, because I've already told you the whole, he's about to figure it out that it's in his mind just by the way they're acting. Garrick in this yeah. episode is the weird one as far as like perception goes, because the rest of them are not as perceptive. They're more just kind of doing their own thing. Right. I wonder how long that took to put in the lines there. <laughs> At least you got to keep most of your hair. I didn't even get to do that. Not only is my hair going white, I lost most of it. I mean, I shaved my head for, you know, you know, because I like the look of it. That's why I do it. Shut up. What are these so-called voices saying? <laughs> quote-unquote voices that you quote-unquote hear, quote-unquote doctor. No, oh, now they noticed. Okay. Yeah, it took a minute. Maybe, maybe there's some sort of cat loose on the station that's, you know, making magical things happen. <laughs> Chadzia is about to go out and start kicking some ass and taking some names. Uh, I meant to do that the other way around. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you messed up the mess up. Yep, I had to do the water boy joke and then my brain did the right thing. Oh well. Pretend. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that movie in a while and I don't think it'll hold up if I watch it again. It will. You think? I I know. <laughs> no Happy Gilmore still holds up, and I'm pretty sure Billy Madison does. I love that. I mean, Waterboy's the best of the three. Fight me. Oh, there's definitely people out there who will fight you. I'm fine. not one of them. I'm just saying I know they're out there. I've, I've heard That's this. fine. That's fine. Out. Fight me. Uh, I said, fight me. I want to take on all challengers. Jesus. <laughs> no, Kira actually seems pretty on, on point. You think? Yeah. What the fuck are you always thinking all the time?
a signal. Yeah, so I think this is about where he learned figures starts figuring out. Because when they get the communications working, he can hear that um, everybody talking about him in like mm-hmm. the infirmary, basically. So, yeah, they, I've already given it away. So the station is his brain. If he fixes yeah. stuff in the station, it makes it so that he actually can perceive the outside world. Pretty sure I'm going to shoot you, people. I do love this. The tricorder uh, is accurate because I mean, I guess it's in his brain. So if he's starting to figure it out, the tricorder would figure it out. But it's like a weird, almost dream thing. Son of a bitch! I'm in a coma. Holy shit. Does that mean it's like a dream and you can fly and shit? Just saying you should try. Oh, I thought for a minute he was holding it upside down for no reason. Yeah, that tricorder is broken. Yeah. I mean, maybe she should be the kind of person that runs around yeah, with laser. So, yeah, this is a pretty... Um, I don't think it was played out then, but it's a pretty well-known trope now in that everybody is basically a part of his personality, which is what he's figuring out now, like who is what. Yeah. You tell him, Spot. Uh-huh. You're me, and he's me, and I'm me, and that guy over there is me. That's almost like the the name of the show again, Distant Voices. Uh-huh. <clears throat> So O'Brien's the disbelief. See, I can't remember the once aggression. Uh, that makes sense. Odo's the suspicion and fear. Although that makes there's a theory because they never say what Quark is. There's a theory on what Quark is when he when it seems like he should be the fear, but he's actually mm-hmm. something else. No. And one, we're going to see Quark again when we get back to him. I'll say what that is. And I think actually now that I'm watching it again, it makes a lot of sense. He's sabotaging my brain. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like I've already let everybody in on all this for sure. Can we move along with the exposition? <laughs> I mean, you're all still there. It's not going to Tuvix you. That's a reference for later. Tuvix. (laughs) Oh, crap. Now we're doing tennis.
<clears throat> of course, Garrick would be the only part of his mind that's self like aware, right. like knows everything immediately. <laughs> They did do a really, really good job with him. Yeah, and it keeps going. Like he, like by the end of it, it he's unrecognizable. I'm sure that smile means nothing. Yeah. Right. He's only plain, simple Garrick. As we've seen, he's no danger to anyone. Hey, Cisco showed up. Wow, he can't have medical stuff in his head too. Racist. Did he forget that he is like in his? Did he forget he's in his own brain already? Uh, yeah, like we just talked about this for like five minutes. You can't seriously. So, uh, Cisco, just to keep everybody up to date on what everybody represents, represents his professionalism and skill as a doctor, which eh, makes sense. Ah! Whoa! And the last, the whatever its name is, which I can't remember the name of, I said earlier, starting to come through walls and shit. I don't know if this is one of those ones where Cisco was like behind the camera. It could have been, but if not, this is a very easy like week for him because I think that's all he does. Oh no, my fake phaser is not fake working. <laughs> Maybe it's one of those things that he has to believe that it'll work. Maybe. I mean, after all, you're 30 now, so you're just going to be a miserable old shell. No. Oh. And commercial. Oh no, he took out Kira. The aggressiveness. Yeah. No, no, no. Or wait, yes, aggression. She was aggression. Oh, and the suspicion's gone too. No. <laughs> kind of looks like he just ripped Odo's legs off or somehow just beat his legs till they were complete goo. I will say this is another one of those episodes, and this happens occasionally, where because we don't listen to the sound, you're going to miss out on some of the really good character choices. Um, by the time he gets to his oldest, the voice that he affects to like represent his old age is really funny and um, really well done. It just you won't get mm -hmm. the full effect, I don't think, through the subtitles. So I wanted to point it out for everybody. Apparently he had to really put himself in, like really work on it the week before this episode to try and get his mindset of being old. I don't know. I just felt like climbing a ladder. <laughs> it just seemed like fun. Wow, oh, way to be very helpful there, O'Brien. Right. <laughs> Another weird fact that I just found very interesting that they're back-to-back -back like this. 
Um, this is the first of two episodes where I think it's Kira and O'Brien don't show up as their real selves in the episode. The next episode of Deep Space Nine is another one in that mirror universe that we saw last season. Oh. So, so they're in the episode, but they're not the ones that we know. Gotcha. But of course, we got a Voyager episode before that. But I just thought I'd mention that because I thought that's pretty cool. Very weird little coincidence. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. If you don't know, how, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> I would love the idea of being in a coma and being that specifically aware of your like chances of living. Hey, look, more people. The guy in the back there represents his uh, sense of childhood whimsy. It's you know, not really stated in any way, I just assume. So, like I said, they never say what Quark is, but the I, the theory that I saw is that Quark is his um, intuition or self-reflection, um, and it has something to do with how this whole thing gets resolved. But, um, yeah, that's what Quark is supposed to be. And I think, honestly, once we get to the end, you're going to maybe agree with that or maybe not. But his insight, that was the word they used, insight. <laughs> it's nice to know that he knows what the real Quark's doing, taking bets on his life. Oh, man. Run, old Mashir, run. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He broke a hip. Oh, actually, that comes later. Maybe not. Well, how would the how would he even come close to catching Garrick? I mean, he's Garrick. Breaking a hip must not be fun. So sad. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Other than the broken hip, barely able to breathe, stand or walk, he's doing wonderful. <laughs> This is crazy. Yeah. Like, the makeup really is insane. And, like, it was extra difficult because they, like, I wouldn't even thought this. They actually had makeup for his hands that they put on mm. and the back of his neck just in case they shot him from behind. Wow. Yeah. No, I would definitely say they earned the Emmy. Between that and creating that brand new alien, it looks really cool. I think this is a really good episode to win the Emmy for makeup design. Yeah. This was obviously based on uh, Marilyn Monroe seeing JFK. The Davo girl singing happy birthday to him. I wonder if back then they had to pay that family that for a long time everybody thought owned the rights to happy birthday. I'm assuming they did because I think it wasn't until like somewhere in the mid 2000s that that was discovered to not be the case. I 
Come along, doctor. I walk like that now. I don't know why he's having such trouble. <laughs> I love it. He brings that up a lot. I don't know if this is the first time he ever... No, the first time he did it was when the first when he had to hang out with O'Brien. Um, but I love whenever he brings up his uh, engineering extension courses. This makes me laugh. Better get it operational, man. The balloons represent um, balloons. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Don't worry about that sound of something falling on the floor. Not tennis balls. Take one of those hit his hip. Yeah, do it yourself. God, lazy ass old people. Ready? That just shows you all old people are lazy when they fall and can't get up. They just don't want to do it. <laughs> That's definitely what I'm getting from this. That's really the moral of the story. More tennis balls. So many tennis balls. All the balls of the tennis. So, because you can't hear, this is the part that always sticks out to me as far as like his voice. It kind of reminds me of Yoda, in a way. He had to have been thinking a little bit of Yoda when he was doing this part. Because it kind of ends every sentence with a like, uh, There you go. So, um, well, I'll, I'll let it play out. But I did see something about what Garrick actually represents. That um, it's not the obvious that they're about to set up here. Something uh. else. I mean, the show kind of like tells you that, well, what he's talking about now, that he doesn't belong there at all. Which this does really fit with Garrick's character that, um, well, he's the villain, as you can see. But somebody on the, um, on the thing, or I don't know if this is from IMDb or whatever, somebody pointed out that he could be uh, Bashir's self confidence. Um, Garrick is the sheer self-confidence and that the reason that he, the Larson here turns into Garrick is because that's what he's most trying to destroy. So that's what he was attacking the most. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I still like the idea that he wasn't didn't belong there at all. It's just Garrick was the bad guy the whole time because of course he's the bad guy the whole time. Wasn't good enough to pay, play professionally. Yeah. Why would a in a society where there's no money anymore? Who the fuck cares if he becomes a uh, yeah, a tennis player? That makes no sense. I know. There's actually some, there's a very good character reason, but we don't find that out until like season five. So I'm not going to tell you it now. Uh, 
but this they are about to explain something that you're here. So way back, I think in like season one, he tells this story about he would have been top of his class, but he um, he mistook a pre-ganglionic um, nerve for a post-ganglionic something. It was something weird, you know, medical jargon like that. And one of the writers of the show, his wife was like a vet, and she like just constantly said, there was no way anyone would ever mix those two things up. Like it bugged the crap out of her that that's what they did. So this was him just saying, okay, fine. He did it on purpose. That's <laughs> and the idea is that he did it because he didn't, um, he just sort of broke under pressure at this point. Um, he didn't want to be top of his class. He just, you know, same thing with the tennis thing, basically. There's actually a, double secret reason it happened, but I'm not going to tell you that because, again, it's not revealed for another, I think, two seasons. So so you're just going to have to wait, you know, two or three years, I think, if I'm doing the math correctly. Well, I'm sure you'll remember this very clearly when that episode comes in. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, you're taking notes on all these things, right? Just so, like, at the end all of this notes. text. So many notes. <laughs> My desk is overflowing with notes. Uh, oh, oh, where am I going to put all these notes? Oh. Oh, so many notes. Oh, all the notes. So that's also why um, the theory about Quark being his insight was um, kind of cool. Because if you remember at the very beginning, Quark told him not to move. Or the Noskin, or not Noskin's a different species, but told him that um, not to move. And it turned out to be right because the place where he can repair the station is the infirmary. He shouldn't have left the infirmary to begin with. Oh. I think that's the full old makeup, too. It really is good. You don't know me. I do what yeah. I want. You have feelings for Dax? You've been so subtle about it. I had no idea. Yeah, right. That's kind of... It's not the complete end because they keep flirting around it every once in a while with Dax and him. But him admitting right there that it's more important that she's his friend than like having feelings for her is kind of where they leave it for the most part. So there's other episodes where they kind of talk about it, but I think that's kind of where they like, okay, this thing that we've kicked around with this year for a while, we're going to move on. See, it really was like he just had to figure out and have enough confidence in it. It's his mind so he can lucid dream his way out of it. Yeah. My mind. It's my mind and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he vaporized them. Yay. Also, also he he can just put up a force field in, in the real sick bay and just like vaporize anybody that's in there if he wanted to. I went far, far away, and you were there, and you were there. I don't remember you, but you can stay here. <laughs> so the real guy got arrested in like five seconds after he attacked uh, Julian. Yeah, now that he's experienced life at 100 plus, 30 is not so bad. The rest of us <laughs> don't have that experience. <laughs> this is one of my favorite Garrick lines. 
So I just I love every once in a while I just have to read Garrick stuff. <laughs> so Garrick just said, after all this time, you you uh, don't trust me, and then just leans in and says, "There's hope for you yet, Doctor." Uh, so there you go. There's distant voices. Um, what did you think of that episode? It was interesting. I I really. Really, really like the um the the makeup, yeah, for this year. Like that was really impressive, especially for that time. Like it, yeah. it looked really good. And the fact that they so slowly built it up, so it had to have several layers of different makeup to do the different scenes. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. No, like I said, it's one of my favorite episodes again because I love Garrick. I love how you get a sense of how Bashir thinks about Garrick. But also, just that last like exchange is like one of my favorite things about like yeah no you're never supposed to trust him ever, and I love that so much about that character. Um, yeah, so let's see. I'm just pulling up Voyager to see what the next episode is because I honestly don't remember. Uh, while I do that, um, I guess we can do our end of the show stuff. So this week will be chaos at ringside. Unfortunately, not much has happened in the wrestling world. Not really a lot to talk about. Oh yeah, we'll just, not a lot at all. <laughs> I guess we'll just muddle through, and we, you know, whatever. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I think there was some Hall of Fame news or something. Yeah. Oh, that's also, all. also, you know, Cody decided to commit career suicide. Whatever, it's fine. It's, it's whatever it is. You know. Uh, <laughs> no, that's funny. So fucking crazy. So I can't uh, wait to we'll, talk to you about we'll, that. We'll, we'll, that'll be the. <laughs> that'll that'll easily be the bulk of our conversation. Yeah, just like, as, like a, as a teaser, do you think it's a work? I what? Do you think it's a work? Do you think he's actually no. left, or do you think they're going? Yes. They're doing a long term work. I well, think. What? I think. You know what? Fine. You want my little insight or whatever? <laughs> you want my thought? Yeah, just as like a teaser to our full conversation when we go into it in detail. Here's my teaser. I think I was right back in 2016, and I think he's going to show up on at Elimination Chamber. Okay. Um, I hope that you're wrong. Um, I think you probably are right, and I hope it is actually work because if it is, and he goes away for you know two three months just to like search out his options, and then shows up in AEW as a fucking heel. That will be some of the best shit that I've seen in decades. I don't, I don't, I want that to happen with my heart. I don't think it's what's going to happen. But yeah, we'll, no. we'll deep dive it on Wednesday. Along with all the other stuff, because there's also great wrestling happening. And Revolution is just becoming more and more an awesome pay-per-view, which I can't yeah. wait to see. Um, so no, I have a few thoughts, so... Uh, we'll 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 definitely get into it tomorrow. I have a I have a few I have quite a few thoughts on on what we've on the news. Yeah, and so yeah, that's what we'll be doing. Um, it should be a really cool conversation. If we don't go over, we have a really cool uh, question for that we were supposed to do the last time, which I think would be fun, um, especially given that news kind of. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, uh, I think our topic is pretty much already decided. So yeah. And DJ uh, Madman and I have started recording some bank episodes. We um, I don't know when this is going to end up coming out, but we just recorded. Uh, we watched and then discussed. So it wasn't a watch long, but we discussed the first episode of Animaniacs. Um, oh, okay. So that was a lot of fun. And um, more stuff recording soon, which I just don't want to mention because I don't know. Once it's in the bag, I don't care about mentioning even if it's a bank show. But um, as of right now, I just I, there's more stuff coming up, which I think will be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thanks to Eric Bowman for the theme song. Follow us on Twitter at Chaos Pod Show. Follow me at Last Gilchrist one on Twitter or at Last Gilchrist without the one on TikTok. Um, I think there's a good chance, I don't know how long it's going to take me, I think there's a good chance that we're going to have a website soon. Uh, I'm hoping it'll be, well, you know, I won't even say it, so no one will jump on it. I don't think that'll happen, but you know, be better safe than sorry. But yeah, I'm working on that. So that's our next milestone is to get a website up for the podcast. Uh, so yeah, I pulled up while we were talking the next episode of Voyager. 
by the way, the episode that was nominated for Voyager for the, that same Emmy is episode 14 of season one. So towards the end of the season, but we'll get there. We're, and, we're, uh, getting, there. we're getting there. Yeah, next week is episode eight, though, which is called Ex Post Facto. Um, let me just see. During a friendly visit to an advanced world of doesn't matter, Benet, I think, uh, whatever, Paris is accused of a murder. Uh, the episode, because it basically just starts off with him already being accused, uh, the way this species deals with a murder is they implant the memories of the, the, of the murder happening in the person that did it. And then they have to, every like 36 hours, relive the murder of their victim. So that's what's happening to Paris throughout the episode. So, mm. yeah, it's a really good episode. It's one of those crossover kind of mystery episodes because, of course, Tuvok's got to figure out what the hell actually happened right. and what's going on. So, and yeah, so join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add, buddy? No, just, uh, you know, hope everyone, you know, Listen, listen, and listen to us. You know we're we're so much fun. We're so insightful. God, we're just so awesome. One day we'll win an Emmy. Won't you want to say that you were here for the beginning? Exactly. I don't know how our podcast win Emmy, but that's what we're going to do. Damn it! No, it'll happen. Hopefully, it'll be for makeup design. That'd be awesome. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, have a good night, and we will see you on Wednesday. Deuces. Suck.